high stick you to breaking down the middle. Here's the lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com. Welcome to the Lowdown Thursday edition. Today's show, the Oilers at the deadline. Do they need a goalie? I don't know. Right-hand center for the third line? Maybe. Would the 2023 equivalent of Dwayne Rolison cost just the first-round pick? What is the value of Philip Broberg? Should the Oilers keep Philip Broberg? That and more on today's show. You can reach us. At low tide, at Declan Kruger. The lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Hurry in for GMC's Joy to the Ride event. No payments for 90 days on every new in-stock 2023 GMC and Buick. Ask for details. Bag Milk, our guest from Oilers Nation, Mike Lundy from Flannel Foxes at 1240. We're going to talk to him about a, a great, uh, you probably heard about the, the cloudy. We're going to talk to him about uh, the Genesis, where it's headed, and where you can drop by uh, and get yours and meet Ryan McLeod. It's all on the way. Sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. Text or call us at 1-833-401-1440. Twitter at Low Tide, at Declan Kruger. And I can't go too far into the show without saying hello to this guy because if I don't, then his Taylor Swift-level pack of uh, fans will get after me. So, hello, Declan Kruger. The deckies. Yeah, they'll come oh for you. God. How are you doing, Al? Good Just, to be could here. You tell them to back off. Holy well, moly. You know, uh, sometimes you deserve it. Well, and I think you know that. So, act <laughs> right, and we will treat you as such. Well, I try to shake it off, but yeah. it's hard. You know? Yeah, that's a good Taylor Swift mm-hmm. reference. I like that. I see what you're doing there. I like I don't know many of her songs, but the ones that I do, I do like her. She's so. great. She's yeah. great. I love Taylor. So we'll get we'll get a couple songs going today coming out of the breaks. How about that? Okay, sounds good. And also, I just want everybody because I know the way the world is that that all the Swifties who are loving the NFL and buying the Chiefs stuff, uh, if that ever turns, the NFL is going to be in trouble. They be- might go under because if there's a war between the Swifties and the National Football League, I don't like the NFL's chances. You know, I there are not too many. Qu- people or conglomerates on earth that could take down the NFL, but the Swifties are probably one of them. Honest to God. Turn it into a flag football league and you won't even see it happening. Okay. Let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers. They're not playing until Saturday. I'm I'm going to talk about the Bakersfield Condors. Classic, thrilling game last night. All of the young prospects were involved at some level. It's good to see. But I want to talk about the Oilers and the deadline. Do they need a goalie? You know, I'm, I'm writing an article for tomorrow in The Athletic, and I'm just I'm running the numbers from November 13th until now. And Calvin Pickard's played well as the backup, and Stuart Skinner's played well as the starter. And they're playing a repeatable style, and the defense is, the coverage is really good. And, you know, I, there was a time when the orders, I always, the, the uh, you know, it got online. I did a rant one year because the orders were so bad around Christmas into the new year. They don't have that. There's a consistency about this team. They seem to be able to play a repeatable form of defense, and they already have, you know, the offense. So do they need a goalie? I'd like you to tell me. 1-833-401-1440 day. Let me know. All right. I want to talk. I want to pontificate a little bit, if I may, about Philip Broberg. Because... There is a large group of Oilers fans who are badly undervaluing. And I get why, because he was overvalued by the organization. Uh, on his draft day, I always do a, a, a top 125 or so uh, prospects for every draft. And I do it based only really on math. Sometimes somebody will say, hey, listen, this guy does this or this guy does that, and I'll slide him up a bit. But it's mostly mostly on math. 
I had Trevor Zegas number eight overall. I had Philip Broberg number 16 overall. So understand, I'm coming at this from the point of view of the Oilers. They, it was a reach pick to take him where they did. They reached up and took a defenseman. Remember, Maurice Sider went to Detroit, and then Broberg went off the board. The Oilers took him out of place with where he should have been. So they could have traded down. They chose not to. Didn't want to run the risk. They draft Philip Broberg. That's fine. That moves on. You can be as mad as hell about that. But Philip Broberg did not ask to get drafted where he did. He got drafted where he did, and then we have seen his career developed over a period of time. He was a very raw player when he was drafted. Everybody said he had all the tools. He's a great skater, but it was going to take some time. I would very much like the Edmonton Oilers to see what he is before trading him. I don't know that that's going to happen because at some level, he would be the second most valuable piece out the door, the 2024 first-round pick being the most valuable. And I think long-term, Roberg will probably have more value than the 2024 first-round pick. But general managers like to have put their own input on, on a roster, and a draft pick has high value for GMs. So when you hear somebody say online or to you personally, oh, Broberg's nothing, he's no good, please understand nobody knows for sure. And I can give you chat. I can, t- I can say to you, Larry Robinson played 112 AHL games. Broberg's played 53. But I don't want to do that because I think that's an unfair comparison. What I will say to you is this, that the Oilers during the Ken Holland era are the most patient, maybe over-patient, maybe uber-patient, maybe outpatient team Oilers fans have ever experienced in terms of developing prospects. They bake them, then they bake them again. If the Oilers' prospect development were a barbecue and they were cooking a steak on the barbecue, nobody would eat it. They'd flip it over 16 times. It would be tough as nails. It is a long process. But they're not cooking steak. They're developing players. And Philip Broberg, I think, when watching him in the AHL, I watched him again last night, he is so good. He is so fast, and he is learning on the job. He's still, I think, I mean, for me, I think he's NHL ready. I think he's a plug-and-play. I think he could easily play the third pair. And I believe that might become an issue in the summer when they're looking for money, and he's going to be an inexpensive guy. I wrote about it in this, the Athletic. They've got four guys that they can have for next year for under 7 mil. Skinner, starting goaltender, Ryan McLeod, either third-line center or second-line left winger, Dylan Holloway in the mix somewhere, and Philip Roberg, top-six defenseman. Maybe he can slide up and do more if he plays right side. That's pretty good. That's a nice foundation of value contracts based on your own pipeline. Giddy-up. Oilers organization, the, the guys who draft, the guys who develop, the coaches, they should all be happy with that. But you can't be trading them away. You, you'd be far wiser to trade draft picks than Philip Broberg, in my opinion. I just wanted to get that out there. Along with the goalie question, do they need a third-line center more? Do they need a goalie more? I know they're going to get a defenseman, but I think it's going to be a number seven guy. In Bakersfield last night, it was a hellacious game. The Oilers' defense were Ben Gleason gave the puck away, left, right, and center. Max Warner made a, 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 a – he didn't make a play. Um, there was a loose puck. He didn't make a play. The puck went in the net. Rodrigue had great saves, but he also let in a couple of goals he'd probably like back. But they stormed back. And I use the word stormed knowing that it's an old-timey word, but it's the only word I can think of. And they won the damn game. And every one of the young prospects did something 
that was noticeable. That was a hell of a hell of a game. It truly was. I'll say this: if Raphael Lavoie can't play uh, in the National Hockey League now, I I'm I'm absolutely flabbergasted because he was he was a bull out there last night. He scored a goal that wasn't allowed, and he became an uber bull, a super bull. He became Declan on the ice. When you know Declan when he's playing soccer, and he gets a lot of apples, and there's there's just chaos and and carnage everywhere. That's Lavoie last night. It's like you're there watching the games, Low Tide. Well, the way you described them to me, where you you sound like John Madden when yeah. you talk about your own soccer exploits. I'm I'm the John Madden. I'm the Rod Woodson. I'm whatever you want to throw in there of my of my men's league soccer. Who's the team. hardest hitter you've ever seen in the NFL? Probably Ray Lewis. For me, it's Ronnie Lott. Yeah, Ronnie Lott was he would really throw the body and he played in an era where you could they actually had the lot rule because he would rough up receivers so badly that they changed the rules that you can't make contact past five yards ronnie law was a good one ed reed and brian dawkins too were two other safeties brian dawkins, would, yeah man, they would I loved fly him. and lay the body brian dawkins was like he was like the the equalizer oh you think you're gonna oh you didn't catch the ball uh so and sad brian dawkins was sneaky too because brian dawkins could play the ball so sometimes as a receiver, you would kind of, you know, shift your or as a receiver, you would shift your mindset to playing the ball and trying to play defensively against Brian Dawkins. And out of nowhere, he would just lay you out. He was yeah. that kind of player. Yeah, he was I'm a good pull there. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm hurt that I didn't remember that, but it's OK. Uh, I want to get to this because I think it's really important. And it, what I love about Edmonton is the entrepreneurial spirit of this city. It's a it's a northern town. It's an isolated city. And because of that. People have decided that, you know, I got a DIY, even up until the point where you're doing your own business and you've started a company and all of those things. So when I read about something like Euler Ryan McLeod teaming up with Flannel Foxes to release a line of products in support of the Stollery, I notice because it tells me that there's there's been a lot of conversations, and you know how conversations occur in Edmonton. Uh, people don't put on tuxedos and go to a big corporate office. Not that anybody does that. It's it's a conversation. It's an email. It's a you know golf course, uh, eighteen hole mull. It's those things, and so the cloudy collaboration, produced by Flannel Foxes, is a short and a long sleeve t shirt and a hoodie. What do you think of them? You have more uh, class and style than I do. What do you think of these? I really like them. I think they're very sleek, very nice. I would wear them out for a night at uh, night out on the town. I would wear them if I'm chilling at home. I think they're really good stuff. Yeah, they are. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him for one when I get him on the line. Uh, he was Mike Lundy, who will have as a guest at twelve forty. He was quoted as saying, "All proceeds from the gear go to the Stollery." So we're gonna talk about that. There's also a chance for you to. Uh, is it meet Ryan McLeod tomorrow at, at the uh, uh, WEM VW? It is. He will be down here at the uh, WEM Volkswagen, which is just by Bourbon Street. He's going to be here from 4 to 5 p.m. tomorrow. So right. a chance to head down and meet him. I think Warren Fogel is going to be there as well. I'll have to double check that. Don't quote me. But it could uh, could be a nice, nice night. To meet, uh, meet which one orders. of them is going to go to Netfront tomorrow between 4 and 5 and wait for the Leon Pass? Probably Warren Fogel. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll have Mike Lundy at 1240. We'll talk all about that. I love that stuff. Um, You gave me a little piece of trivia earlier that I had forgotten about. Well, didn't really know about it. This is the anniversary of the Patrick Stefan, what do we call it, gaff? Gaff might be an understatement. I you know I think a more apt title would be the biggest blunder in NHL history, a career defining blunder at that. 
it was such a, I re, what I remember was I I liked Ray Ferraro before then, but I that was the that was the game where I like it was memorable because he you know it's one thing to think that it's one thing to say next time that happens, but he did it in real time and he smoked Stefan. He really truly did, and and you know on on merit. I'm not saying that he didn't you know he didn't deserve it. He did. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Man, that was. That was great television. I think that was, was that ITV? Did they call it ITV back then? I don't remember. It was global. It had to be, right? I vaguely remember the game being on Sportsnet. but Okay, well, I, maybe you're right. Yeah, because I, I remember I they right. had the yeah. old ticker that was black and yellow, and I think they used it for that game, the old score ticker on the yeah. uh, TV broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You know, I, I don't know why I got that in my name, but I in my mind. Stuff like that happens as you gauge. Hey, did you see what happened with Connor Halley this morning? No, did he do something revolutionary? He forgot his mouse. Oh, and this I is did a sign that. of age. <laughs> and people will go, oh, well, you know, Connor's not old. You can see, when you are old, you can see other people aging in real time from one mile away. And when I saw it, I didn't say anything. Yes, I did. Of course I did. What are you thinking? But I, I have to say that it's not, for me anyway. It's a, just a sign that, that he's catching up to me. And he'll never pass me. I understand. But he's catching up. Low tide, Giroux scored 50 in the AHL but couldn't play in the NHL. Uh, I, I think Giroux did it when he was um, a little farther along as a player in terms of age. And also, Lavoie is not one-dimensional. Lavoie is a physical player. Lavoie is doing things that get him noticed. Lavoie had a much better second appearance in the NHL than when he was recalled again. Than first time. I think Raphael Lavoie has a career ahead of him. We'll see. I've noticed I use the word sink, I think. I think he does. I didn't say I know Philip Broberg is trash, like a lot of people do. There just seems to be a need to, to absolutely sewer Philip Broberg as opposed to saying I disagree with the owner's choice of Broberg in the 2019 draft. There's a, you, need to, to, you, you should. If I were you, I would use different wording. Because it sounds like you hate on Philip Broberg, and maybe you don't. All right. Are we selling hats now on this show? I don't believe we are. Okay. No. What makes you ask that? Well, I just, I just, you know, I somebody, I saw somebody texting. I would like hats, and then you giving your home address. Yeah, I don't believe we have hats for sale yet. I think we need to actually restock on the hats we had in at one point, but the plan is to sell them at some point and give the money to a charity. So in due time. All right, I understand. Okay. LT, I'd like to take your your take on Nick Cousins landing two very dirty hits. And not getting any supplementary discipline instead of the guys that went after him, either sticking up for themselves or teammates have been suspended. Is this the NHL's way of getting fighting and the aggressive nature out of hockey? It's kind of embarrassing. Bring back the enforcers from Joe. I do not want the enforcers. There was a period where every fourth line had an enforcer, and it was not good hockey. With due respect to every enforcer who has ever lived, and there's probably 11 of them driving down the road right now swearing at me. That's why when... One of them comes into this studio, I will refer to myself as Declan. However, having said that, I don't want to see that hockey again. It's not good hockey. I'd much prefer a fourth line that can check, penalty kill, score once in a while. Just my JMO, as the kids say. 
LT, I would feel more comfortable going down the stretch into the playoffs. They always got a good, solid, reliable backup to play with Skinner. However, given the options and the fact that numerous teams need goaltending upgrade, I'm not sure the price or the upgrade is really there. I think I'm shifting upgrading to the roster elsewhere. Justin, I think, Justin, you have the your finger on the pulse of Oilers fans, honestly, because I think, you know, you see Toronto struggling, although they have Martin Jones in there, and you're like, oh, my God, what's the price tag going to be? Like, if 2006 Dwayne Rolison were available right now, I think he'd cost more than a first-round pick. That's that's how I feel about that issue. Or, as we say, issue. When we thank the CBC for that pronunciation. They do good work over there. I have friends over at the CBC, you know. None of them will acknowledge that I'm their friend, but but I do have them over there. You know, they they would never publicly say... I know LT and he's a good guy, but but I know that they feel that way. I would say, no, we don't need a goalie. We're on a team that needs elite goaltending with the offense we have. If we were a team that can't score, yes, we'd need an elite goalie. We have Rodrigue, who seems like he potentially could step up too, if need be, without giving up any other future. If Colorado can win a cup with below-average goaltending, then we have a shot with average or above-average goaltending. I mean, again, these are very, very uh, astute observations by you. They need a rental goalie, LT. The path is realistically feasible. It gives a cushion for Skinner in the upcoming playoffs. Maybe Marc-Andre Fleury. Oh, my. Anthony in the hat. Didn't he refuse to get traded to Canada? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was Declan who refused to get traded to Canada. No, I love Canada. I'd get traded here in a heartbeat. I think Canada's great. Great country. I, I think love Canada's Canada. Insane. Especially like when you consider the fact that your salary is in American dollars. Come on. It's too easy. My, my salary isn't. Do you have? Do you get paid in American dollars? I don't. But I'm saying, like, in wow. a professional sports league, when you look at someone like Pascal Siakam making forty dollars, forty million dollars a year, that's forty million American. Connor McDavid making twelve point five, that's twelve point five American. Change that to Canadian, bumps it up a little bit. You're living okay up here. Yeah, I think you would have been doing okay with twelve point five million Canadian too. Bah, I'd rather have. I'd rather have yeah, twenty. Sure. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm I've made a uh, I, I made a uh, promise to myself. If I have a really good year financially, I'm getting one of those heated driveways. Oh man, I thought you were going to say you're going to give me a little <laughs> for a thank you for all the hard work. A That's what, okay. What? Get your heated driveway. I, re- get, get I respect a, get that. A, what was I going to get for you? I thought you were just going to give me some. You were going to toss me some. Be like Declan, you've earned it. But I, I like the heated driveway as well. You know, tell you me, earned it. tell me you don't know me without <laughs> telling me you don't know me. Well, clearly now I do. All right, I won't make that mistake again. What's the next feature? NHL rumors. I've got a good one. Rumors coming up at 1220. Diggity. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440 with Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger. Declan promised us Taylor Swift, and I guess we'll get to that. I'm a little disappointed. Well, I'll It's tell okay. You, no, let me no, tell you no, what. No, it's okay. We got a pretty impassioned text to not play Taylor Swift, and I'm not going to lie, it threw me. And I was like, you know what? Okay. Well, I don't understand why we wouldn't play Taylor Swift. Now well, I want you to play it all the time, well, every day. We got a lot of breaks. We can get some Taylor Swift in You know, there. Taylor Swift needs the pub. It yeah, yeah, no kidding. It can't be all Taylor Swift all the time. We got to give Jay-Z some love, too. A little unknown underground artist. <laughs> oh, man. By the way. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. We love them. Hurry in for GMC's Joy to the Ride event. No payment for 90 days on every new in-stock 2023 GMC and Buick. Ask for details. So, I promised you some rumors. And I, I have a very, 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 very good one. I don't know where I went there. 
there's some injuries happening. There's some moves happening. And this is I, very interesting to me. The Vegas Golden Knights have claimed Tobias Bjornfort off waivers. Um, they've also recalled Grigory Denisenko and Lucas Cormier from the Henderson Silver Knights. So you might say to yourself, what are they doing? Well, in regard to, to Bjornfort, and, and I like I like the bet because it doesn't cost you anything really. It's not an expensive bet you're making. But I've always felt that NHL teams very rarely use waivers like they should. And it's always stuck in my mind because of Scott Young wrote two books with Punch Imlaka. The second one uh, called Heaven and Hell in the NHL. Uh, he was the general manager of the fledgling Buffalo Sabres back in the day. And he claimed everybody. He would claim a guy on Tuesday and then he'd pick up a guy on Thursday and drop the guy that he claimed on Tuesday. And you can say, well, that's a big waste. He got Rene Robert. You know, when you are, Rene Robert played on the French Connection for years and scored a ton. When you are a team that's building, and I'm not saying Vegas is building, but they're always building. Grab the guy. You know, he was a first-round pick in 2019. That's not that long ago. And he's only played 117 games for the Kings. But he's a guy who may be useful. He's 22 years old, 21, something like that. I like the aggression. That, to me, is Sam Pollock-style management, where your opponent is trying to slide a player through, and you're like, well, to hell with that noise. We'll pick him up. I like the idea. Now, maybe there's an injury. That can happen. They've had a few. Maybe they've got some few more. A few more. That does happen. But I like the bet. I do. Matt Nieto is out six to eight weeks. He had knee surgery. Penguins have had a weird year, man. He's been good on the PK. Matt Benning undergoing hip surgery out for the season. That's just for, in from the Sharks. I always liked Matt Benning here. I thought he was a very intelligent player. They moved along, I think it was money, cap cap issues. But he's had a nice career in the National Hockey League. Oliver Shillington, I don't know if you read this earlier, but he's been loaned to the uh, Calgary Wranglers on a conditioning basis. Um, and you can do it for a very short space of time with a player who's been injured as long as he has. And I know people are going to bring up Connor Brown, but it is happening. And Shillington, if he gets back to where he was, that is a major boost for the Calgary Flames. And they're still in the race. Christian Dvorak is out for the season. Torn peck. Have you ever had any issues with your pecs? No, I've never torn a pec or anything okay. like that. It looks like a brutal injury. The way yeah, it gets bruised up and stuff, I would imagine the, the movement's pretty limited. Looks looks pretty brutal. Yes. Uh, Lightning recall Sean Day, always a favorite of mine. Uh, you, you may have heard, I don't know, uh, Jason Zucker was suspended three games for boarding. Did you see that play? I did, yeah. Yeah. It was Nick Cousins, so I think people will react in a specific yes, way, but it, it was definitely worthy of a suspension, I think. I mean I, I just that I, I don't think anybody should be terribly surprised. Uh Andres Palat has a upper body injury and uh Mikhail Sergachev is on the IR IR. We did talk about it briefly yesterday, but Dylan Holloway was activated and then loaned to the Bakersfield Condors. 
and they're going to play him at center down there. It's interesting because the 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 I always like I spent a lot of time looking at prospects and seeing what you know what might happen with a prospect. And Jay Woodcroft, when he arrived here, he played his kids like crazy. He called up Broberg and Nima Linen, but he he moved Ryan McLeod up the depth chart. He played more. When Stuart Skinner was hot in his rookie year, he ran him. He never had any hesitation. And then as as Woodcroft's career went on, he stopped playing the kids. And I think it might be a little bit due to not being familiar with him or that he had better, more veteran options, one of the two. But Dylan Holloway is not familiar to Chris Knobloch. He, Chris Knobloch didn't coach him. I think Woodcroft had him for six or seven games, so it wouldn't have benefited Holloway anyway. But I think this might, I'm not saying I endorsed it or thought of it or suggested it or recommended it, but I think this might be a good move for Holloway because he can go down there and he can dominate. He's never dominated offensively in the AHL. He has not done that. And I really follow this stuff closely. He has not done that. And so guys who, who, you know, Jessup Yarvey went down there and played very well as a teenager. You know, people like to rip Disciple Yarvey, but he was a teenager and he scored well in the American Hockey League as an 18-year-old. Um, and Kyler Yamamoto scored okay down there too. Now, Holloway is about equal to what Yamamoto did. But, you you know, if you're going to send him down for 10 games, let him dominate. Let Play the hell out of him. You know, power play, penalty kill, play him 23 minutes a night. And keep him healthy. That's the big thing with Dylan Holloway. That's the worry with Dylan Holloway. You've got to keep him healthy. Who is the next player, lead player who isn't playing well that goes on LTIR? Well, they've done their goaltending pretty interestingly. Interestingly. I, I I like the Martin Jones bet. They've got, I don't know if you know this. I don't know much about it. I've just been reading about him. I was slow to the the show, which does happen. Uh, but they've got a guy named Dennis Hildeby, who's a gigantor man, six foot seven. They drafted him in twenty twenty two. I think he's twenty two years old, and uh, he's played well in the American League. And he has been recalled to the NHL; hasn't played yet. He's a guy I would like to see. I mean, I'm not going to put him in the Hall of Fame like we did Jesper Wallstead before he played in the National Hockey League. I always thought that that should have gotten more pub. Jesper Wallstedt went right to the Hockey Hall of Fame without ever playing in the the National Hockey League. It was surprising to me. He doesn't have that much international experience either, although he did play at the World Juniors a couple of times. I kid, of course, but I'm trying to make a point. Nuge is not a Hall of Famer, but any chance he gets his number retired by the orders. By the time he's done, he should be number one in games played in an oil uniform. He could be sixth in points behind Gretzky, Dry, McDavid, Messier, Curry. Should be seventh in goals, maybe fifth in assists. Pretty great oiler resume. Well, I think he qualifies in the Ryan Smith category. So that's, that would be my comparable. Not that they're comparable players. But this is going to sound awful. Terrible. But I think if, he, if they win a Stanley Cup while Ryan Nugent Hopkins is here, that will happen. And maybe it happens without. Oh, you're talking to somebody who's seen... You have seen Barbie? I have not seen it yet. My daughter and I were going to go and we missed it. 
Yeah, I saw yeah. Barbie in theaters. Thought it was good. I liked it. Well, I, everybody raves about it. Yeah, I, it was a good movie. I saw Barbie and Oppenheimer back to back on opening night. I was uh, gonna go. My daughter went with her friend, and then I was gonna go with her. And then, you know, kids get busy, and then I didn't yeah. remember to. But I would, I will definitely watch it. She get around to it. It was good. It was fun. Yeah. Watch it back to back with Oppenheimer, like I did, and wear a pink shirt for Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Oppenheimer. Well, I can get that. You know, I think I had some real taste. Vegas does waivers better than anyone. I believe they got Michael Amadio and Nicholas Raw on waivers. Well, they do it, but they're aggressive. You know, their their procurement department is like, we don't give a rat's ass. We don't care. We will torch our own players if it means we're going to get a guy in here who is better by 10%. And I think fans like that. Now, the orders are not that organization. They're never going to be that organization. Well, maybe they'd be that organization if... If um, they hired the right the right person, and we we should talk about who the next general manager is going to be of the Edmonton Oilers. Do you have any? Do you have any uh, aside from yourself, Declan? Who would you recommend to be the next GM of the Edmonton Oilers? Anybody come to mind for you? As far as recommendations, yeah, like if you're in the room with Dar- you and Daryl Cates are sharing a clubhouse sandwich and a pickle and a beer. And he says, uh, young Declan. I don't know if he ever says young anything, but young Declan, uh, who who would you uh, recommend I consider for general manager of the Edmonton Oilers? Maybe Dave Gagne, just because of, there have been some rumblings about it. Mm-hmm. That would probably be my, my recommendation, I guess. I will recommend Eric Tulski. Okay. AGM from the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. I think he's smart as a whip. I really do. I, I I resent him for delaying the second round of each year's draft for because he's trading down 11 times. But I think he's a smart cookie. And I would also think that Tyler Dello at some point in time will be a GM and he would be a, a really good get too. LT, could the Oilers get Zub from a struggling Sens team? He'd be a great with Nurse and he's locked up. They need a shakeup. I don't think so. I, I think he's the guy that they consider to be long-term. Barbie is on Crave now. Do I have Crave? I think I do. Well, what are some of the sh- what are some of the shows you watch for recreation? We'll make this quick. Murder She Wrote. I don't know if that's on Crave. Give me I, another. I watch uh, uh, McMillan and Wife. I don't know. I'm, this is this is going to go down. I real watch Matlock. Sure. I watch Matlock a lot. Listen, I know you um, watch only Murders in the Building. That's on Disney Plus. So yes. it's, it's possible you don't have Crave. I have the other one, the Netflix. I yep, have that. That's a good one. And I Crave's have great. The, Crave's what's the great one, one with the Gilmore Girls on? I watch the Gilmore Girls. I think that's on Disney Plus too. Okay, Gilmore Girls is so good. Never seen an episode, but oh my god! It. Yeah, you're I'll, maybe kidding I'll get me. into it. I just didn't oh. seem like something I'd be into. I could be wrong though. Uh, well, I, you and I have, you know, we can't talk. You can never come to my house. Should we do a little series binge watch, just the two of us? We're not doing that. Yep. We're not. There's no oh, okay. binge anything okay. for us. Right. There's binge avoidance. <laughs> okay. I like that. <laughs> All right. Chuck Clarkie from Lacombe says, if Oilers win a cup, Nuge in the rafters for sure. Right now he's a ring of honor guy. I don't know. I, 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 I He's one of my favorite all-time owners. I love him. I think he's a wonderful player. Wonderful player, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and I have thoroughly enjoyed watching his career. Okay, this is the lowdown. We're brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick, and I'm really looking forward to our next conversation with Mike Lundy from Flannel Foxes. We're going to talk about something that you are curious about, you want to know about, maybe you even want to purchase. Great cause. We'll talk to Mike next. Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440.
It's the lowdown on Sports 1440. Good choice there, Declan. Who is that artist? You know, that is Declan McKenna. Oh! Brazil by Declan McKenna, and that wow. is a low tide request special. Yes, I. my daughter loves that song, and I said, that that Declan's got to be more famous than our Declan. And so then I thought of Declan McManus, Elvis Costello. I wonder how many more famous Declans there are on earth than you. Well, there's Declan Rice, who's a British footballer. I would imagine he's pretty famous in okay. his, uh, his So you're like top five still, though. Uh, definitely top 10, probably okay. top five. All right. Well, I will keep pushing. How many followers do you have now on Twitter? 1,391. Well, we got to get that higher. Just nine more and I'll be happy. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. This is a great story and it, it's. I think it's a reflection of the community spirit and the entrepreneurial spirit of Edmonton. So we wanted to draw attention to it. Uh, and uh, fortunately, we've got really open people involved in this particular collaboration. The Cloudy uh, is getting some pub. Ryan McLeod has teamed up with Flannel Foxes to release a line of products in support of the Stollery. And the Cloudy collaboration produced by Flannel Foxes features a short and a long sleeve t-shirt and a hoodie. Uh, co-owner Mike Lundy joins us now. Thanks. I appreciate you coming by and being a part of this. Uh, how did this all get started, Mike? Well, we're a small local company, and uh, we uh, sent, sell our clothing at a craft fair called Royal Bison, um, which is just a little craft fair. Somebody came by and liked our stuff. He had a pre-existing relationship with Ryan McLeod and thought we'd be a great fit to do a project together with him. And Ryan is very interested in you know helping out at Stollery. He did a visit there last year was super impressed by the, you know, resilience of the kids and wanted to do some sort of creative fundraiser uh, to, to help them out. Um, so we just kind of linked up and started making some clothes. Everybody I've talked to loves the, the, the look of it and the design of it. Were you a part of that? Yes. So I worked with Ryan on the design and uh, he, he gave us a, some kind of inspiration, some guidance to the kind of clothing that he liked, to kind of his personal style. And then we took that and tried to infuse our perspective on Ryan and our kind of design uh, aesthetic uh, and create something that feels like Ryan Cloud is energetic, is upbeat, um, kind of carries across his, uh, you know, his hockey smile, toothless hockey smile. And <laughs> yeah, just create something that, uh, that reflects Ryan, but also kind of reflects our uh, design aesthetic as well. Well, I, the, the, I will tell you that across uh, uh, genders and ages, people like the classy look of it. So I think it's obviously going to do really well because of a, a great cause and because it looks so good. And I guess we should talk about that too. Uh, anybody who is around kids or has kids or is with kids knows the the importance of the Stollery, not just to Edmonton, but to, you know, really to all of Western Canada, this part of the world. Uh, but it's very expensive. So what a great cause, right? Yeah, for sure. So like I mentioned, Ryan McLeod did a visit there last year, was super impressed. Obviously, there's all sorts of stories and of families in Edmonton have been impacted by them. And my wife and I actually, my co-owner of Final Foxes, she's my wife, um, we actually have a baby on the way as well. So oh, congratulations. It's meaningful for us and, and comfort to us to know that there is a place like the Stollery here. Um, and for both us and Ryan, super important to to be able to make sure that kids still can get that kind of world-class care that the Stollery offers. So, yeah, to be able to offer all the profits to to the Stollery from this project was something that was super important to both uh, to both Ryan and, and ourselves. So is this the first one? 
Uh, yes, this is the first collection. This is the first. Uh, oh, sorry, did you mean the baby? Or yes, the the, the baby. Oh, yes, first baby. Yes, first baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll give you the only piece of advice that I that I will pass along because people will give you lots of advice as a parent. But sleep when your kids sleep. Okay, remember that. Okay, that's the okay, good perfect. one. So um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to mention um, where people can also uh, get the gear. If, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm jumping the gun. Or no, no, go ahead. Like, Throw okay, that perfect. in there. All right. So if you're an online shopper, um, you can get it at our website, flannelfoxes.com. Um, we offer free shipping across Canada on orders over $50. So um, you can uh, get it wherever you live. And also in person, it's available at West Edmonton Mall at the new West Edmonton Volkswagen shop. So they actually partnered with us in this whole initiative. They were the people that kind of had connected Ryan with Stollery originally. Uh, and so they are also uh, sending all the profits from uh, this uh, release to the charity. And in fact, Ryan McLeod is going to be at Volkswagen West Ed tomorrow from 4 to 5. Uh, and he is going to be there with Warren Fogel and Connor Brown as well in support of this cloudy initiative and in support of the story. I wanted to talk to you. Uh, we're, we're talking to Mike Lundy from Flannel Foxes. Uh, I, I remember years and years ago, uh, I was part of the original uh, uh, launch of Bearware in this city, and uh, okay. there was a same kind of a feel uh, where there was a, a local company that sort of picked up the idea and ran with it. And um, you, you mentioned you're a small company. So I, I I can only imagine the number of man hours and woman hours in this case that have been done to not just for the design purposes, but to get this thing rolling. Uh, has it sort of like, I just imagine a garage full of boxes. Is it that level or are you are you a little more organized than that? Um, it's it's something like that. Yeah. So we've got a warehouse space that we uh, that we, you know, fulfill orders from and keep our inventory and stock in, but we are still very much uh, uh, a mom and pop kind of shop. Um, So it is um, my wife and I that uh, run the show. I do the design. She does the fulfillment. Um, So yeah, we are, we keep it very local and we we work with a local screen printer um, to do a lot of the kind of finishing on our products and everything's made in Canada. But you're right. It is a lot of, uh, a lot of time, a lot of uh, love uh, that goes into it, and uh, we hope people enjoy the gear that we make. Well, thank you for your community service because I know that's involved. I know the the, the you know the, the the amount of work that is done for any project like this is huge. So it's flannelfoxes.com, uh, and how else can they read? They can go to the website, but how else can they get the product? So they can get it at West Edmonton Mall Volkswagen. It's at the end of Bourbon Street inside the mall. So if you want to shop in person, they've got it there. And again, they've partnered with us, too, to make sure that all the profits go to charity. Good stuff. Thanks for this. Appreciate it very much, sir. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Little Ted. Okay. There you go. That's a nice story. Mike Lundy, Flannel Foxes, uh, a small Edmonton company um, with his wife, and they have a baby on the way, and they are working hard for a wonderful cause. Um, I've done tons of remotes at the Stollery. I know that um, I've done lots of interviews in regard to what they have done for our community and what they continue to do and the, 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 gr- the great outpouring of generosity from people um, with regard to the Stollery because it does make a difference. I mean, I'm Guy Flaming, a good friend of mine. He won't, he won't admit it, but he is. Um, he's he's um, used the Stollery many times over the years. And he gets emotional talking about it because if it's your kids, you get emotional, right? So this is a wonderful cause. And congratulations to Mike and Flannel Foxes and Ryan McLeod and uh, Wim VW. It was 4 till 5 o'clock tomorrow, right? 
at uh, WMVW. You can meet Ryan McLeod. Four to five. That's when I'll be down there with Warren Fogle and Connor Brown. Okay. Nice little three for one. Now, Fogle, based on my timeline in on Twitter, the ladies like the look of Fogle. Is that something that you've experienced, or am I just making this up? I mean, you're probably right. I still hear so much about Oscar Clefbaum that it's hard to get oh that out of, the, uh, out of the head. But, yeah, I, th- I think the ladies love WF. One time I'm at home and I'm watching an Oiler game with uh, my kids and my wife, and Oscar Clefbaum gets hurt. You could not believe the amount of concern from the women in the room. About, is Oscar Clefbaum okay? Did it get his face? And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And to this day, people text us. I don't know whether it's men or women about Oz. I think Oscar Clefbaum's going to play next year. Is this one of those ones where it was really you worried that his face was okay? No, I don't care. Okay. Right. I don't care. My favorite defenseman looked like Sounds really Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> I like Bob Bond. Bob Bond had a leather face. He looked like he could catch like a baseball with it. But he was a wonderful defenseman. Sean Solback. Talked, uh, sent this um, tweet to me uh, in regard to Philip Broberg. Uh, I had said he's too good for the AHL. He said, I'm probably in the minority, but I like to use him to get out of the Campbell contract, although that could, should wait until the summer. Interesting. I hate that idea. I'd rather buy him out. I know that we'll send all of the math folks into some kind of other world trajectory, but I think that it's just going to be too much. It's going to be too much to trade him. It's going to cost too much. Is Finland really up to nothing? Am I reading this correctly at the World Juniors? Finland is currently up to nothing with just over 15 minutes to go in the second period. What in the yeah. double hockey sticks is going on? Yeah, that one's a shocker, hey? There are reports that Nylander is going to sign in Toronto for a number that begins with 11. <laughs> uh, remember that? I remember when people say, hey, go for seven. You get him done for seven. What, oh, what would man. you pay him? Well, you gotta, you, you, Nylander's too good. You got to you gotta pay him 11. That's what the market yeah. is. But when people go, they'll go, well, Leon will get 10. Come on. No, I, get, I get that the cap goes up and the market grows and it resets itself. But if you're looking at it objectively, not in not through the eyes of Toronto where you have to pay to keep this guy, what do you think his true value is? What do you think he's worth? I think he's worth 11 something. Okay. Like, I, I mean, he's a really good player. And they see the, the Leafs did what what you 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 kind of have to do when he's the third guy that's really good and really fourth because of Tavares. But they sort of said, okay, this is the guy we can afford to kind of like seal off and, and close out and we don't have to worry because we won't really have to pay him. And then he did the damnedest thing. He went out there and just filled the net. And now they've got a real problem because guess what? He's going to cost oodles of dollars. I mean, have you seen his number? Now, Austin Matthews has gone supernova. He's got 30 goals in 35 games. It's exceptional. Except that Nylander has 51 points in 36 games. So those two guys, along with Marner, who's having a good year but not a great year, and Tavares, they're, they're going to be... That's why this kid, this, this goaltender kid, is so interesting to me. Because how do you get around... When you've got Dreisaitl and McDavid, that's why you need Skinner to be a starter at 2.6. You've got to do, work at the margins of the cap. That's the smart move. Move. Smart move.
And that's what the orders have done. That's why trading Skinner, trading McLeod, trading Broberg, trading Holloway is so dangerous. The play is to trade Brett Kulak. I know he's a very fine player, but the dollar amount is too high. Broberg slides in. He's young. He's under control. He's inexpensive. Giddy up. When you trade him, you are you are shortening your your length of uh, uh, competition for the Stanley Cup, and you're also forcing your way to do something with Jack Campbell via trade instead of buyout. I'd buy him out. I know it's five years, but for probably the last two of those years, you're not going to be competitive. If if you think the orders are going to be competitive when McDavid is 35, still, I don't see that. They're not drafting well enough. They're not picking up Bjorn Vort on waivers. They are not sending enough to the farm to sustain this. Although I really did like that Bakersfield Gondors game last night. I, if I were the Oilers, I would plan on having those four next year in the starting lineup. That's Holloway, Broberg, Skinner, and McLeod. But I'd also plan, I'd look to have Lavoie and Rodrigue as strong options. If you have six guys who are making like $9 million or less than $9 million, that does allow you to do some things at the top end. But they've got to be six guys who can be productive. I don't have your answer there, but man, I would look long and hard at it. Okay. It's 12.53. Coming up after 1 o'clock, it's our friend. Are we ever going to get his real name? I don't think so. You might get it if you ask him off air. No, I I don't want to ruin the the lore of him. I agree. I agree. I like him better as Bagged Milk. Bagged Milk from Waters Nation on the way. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. This is a Sports 1440 update. And for your Sports 1440 update, brought to you by Tommy Guns, home of the ultimate grooming experience. The hot towel shaves, awesome haircuts, and treatments were designed just for you. Book now at TommyGuns.com. WJHC action. It was Sweden over Czechia 5-2 this morning. Right now, Finland currently leads the USA 2-1 with just over five minutes to go in the second period. 13 games in the NHL tonight. It all gets going with four games at 5 p.m., including the Penguins in Boston to take on the Bruins. Canucks also in action against the Blues at 6, and the Vegas Golden Knights at home against the Panthers at 8. Arizona Coyotes forward Jason Zucker has been suspended three games by the NHL Department of Player Safety for boarding Panthers forward Nick Cousins on Tuesday night. The Wild will be without the Wild will be without Jared Spurgeon as they have moved him to injured reserve today, and the Montreal Canadiens center Christian Dvorak is out for the season with a torn pectoral muscle. The team announced today. Canadian soccer news as Tayshawn Buchanan's transfer to Inter Milan is now complete. The 24-year-old Canadian arrived in Italy this morning to complete his medical and finalize the documentation on his $10 million move from Club Bruges to the Serie A leaders. Just two games in the National Basketball Association, the Bucks in San Antonio to take on the Spurs at 5.30. Then it's the Nuggets in Golden State to take on the Warriors at 8. 
And finally, just one game in the AJHL, the Fort Mac Oil Barons in Bonneville to take on the Pontiacs. Puck drop for that one at 7. And as always, you can watch on flowhockey.tv. I'm Declan Kruger. This has been a Sports 1440 Update.